Pastor Jabe. Our scripture for this morning comes from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. And when you hear he, him, we are referring to the prophet Elijah. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Elijah was one of the prophets calling people to repentance when they strayed from God. Through this new sermon series, we'll journey with Elijah through many trials and miracles. When we hear the word prophet or prophecy, we might think of someone predicting the future. But in scripture, a prophet wasn't a future teller, but a truth teller. They didn't look into the future, but they looked around in the present and called out evil and injustice they saw, speaking on behalf of God. The prophet Elijah called out a lot of idolatry and kings who abused their power. Elijah's first act as a prophet was to tell the people there would be a drought as a consequence for Israel's sins. It was during this drought he met the widow of Zarephath. Now, it's safe to assume that this widow worshipped the god Baal, one of the foreign idols God's people were so intent on favoring. Her status as a widow also meant she was probably destitute, among the poorest of the poor in her society. And on top of these usual hardships, she now lives in a land suffering from drought. Drought synonymous with starvation, synonymous with death. She didn't have any bread or water. She did not have any oil. She did not have any hope. And yet, this widow in a land devastated by drought is ordained by God to feed Elijah. 
She who has so little is instrumental in God's plan to provide for others. Elijah is fed by this woman, and she and her household are fed when the bread does not run out. God works through each of them to provide and sustain their bodies and their spirits. When Elijah tells the widow, do not be afraid, he is assuring her that God will provide. God will make it happen. By the power and love of God and by God's action, there is food and light in the midst of a drought, in a land that forgets God. Even though this widow is not a worshiper of Elijah's God, she is a recipient of God's miraculous provision. God's universal love uh, is not stopped by nationality or ethnicity or even religious affiliation. As Elijah was sustained by the widow, we too are sustained by fellow people. Growing up, I had a pastor who would welcome us to the service each and every week, telling us, you could have been many places this morning, but you chose to be here, and your life will be better for having spent part of today with part of God's family in worship. It was a good reminder for me to hear each week then, and I think it's true for us today here. You all could have been many other places this morning, but you chose to be here. And I believe that our lives will be better for having spent part of today with part of God's family in worship. Being together in body or in spirit matters. Worshiping together matters, whether you're in the sanctuary or online or watching our live stream later this week. It matters when we support each other with prayer and phone calls and cards and meals. Not just when those big life events happen, but in doing ordinary everyday life together. And as we are fed by fellowship with others, we also can sustain others when we allow God to work through us. We feed others when we live in ways that reflect the transformative power of the Spirit in our lives. When have you extended hospitality to someone who could not pay you back? Where have you seen compassion? Where have you seen people going out of their way? When have you received kindness that you didn't ask for and you couldn't return? Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the church is Christ himself who has taken form among the people. God works through all sorts of people, but as the people of God, as people who claim the gospel, we get to live that out in a special way. After the widow showed compassion and shared what she had with Elijah, God then stretched what little she had to sustain her and her household for several days. A simple meal the widow thought would be her last ended up being their saving grace. There is another last meal that reminds us of the power and glory and reckless love of God. The night before he gave himself up for us, Jesus had a meal with his friends. He breaks bread and blesses his disciples one last time. 
They share in the bread and wine. As Jesus tells them, these things are now signs of a new covenant. These things are now signs of the forgiveness of sin. As Jesus sits around the table with his friends, he knows it's for the last time. As Jesus sits around the table with his friends, he knows that they are not perfect. In a matter of hours, these are the same people who will betray him, deny him, fall asleep when they should be praying, run away when they get scared, and doubt him and fall apart. And even so, Jesus loves them to the very end. To the end of his earthly ministry, to the end of that night, to the end of his life. And it's the same for us. Just like at that Last Supper, Jesus knows that we are not perfect. He knows who all will gather around the table this morning. He knows our fears and doubts and mistakes, and he will still invite us to the table Look us in the eyes and say, this is for you. When we receive the bread and the cup, we remember Christ's sacrifice. When we receive the bread and the cup, we encounter God in a new and fresh way. We're reminded this morning, the things that sustain us aren't necessarily extraordinary. You probably don't remember every meal you've ever eaten. They weren't all that good. You might remember a special birthday meal or an anniversary, but not every meal you've ever had. Even though they weren't all that extraordinary, they all sustained you for that day. They were each enough for what you needed. For Elijah and the widow and her family, it was a simple meal of bread and water. By God's power, what the widow thought would be her last meal ended up sustaining her household for days. At the table, bread and juice become so much more. Jesus' last meal that sustains us still today. Not just bread, not just juice, but that blessed, sweet, sustaining communion. If you are someone who comes to the communion table every month, or if you haven't been in a while, or if you have never come, I hope that you will come and let it sustain you today. All you need is a desire to taste the love and grace of God. As we'll continue to see in this sermon series, God cares for Elijah at every turn. The very heart of the Bible is about meeting God in unexpected ways. And like the widow of Zarephath, we can experience God in new and life-giving ways, even in the midst of a personal drought. We can discover God's grace that finds us, feeds us, and uses us for God's glory. This widow was preparing to starve to death with her son. She thought she was on her own. She thought her fate was in her own hands and in the empty jars of her kitchen. Until God put Elijah, the prophet, the truth teller, in her path. 
Elijah reminded her, God will provide. You are not alone. Having nothing left to lose, she puts her faith in Elijah's words, and they fed each other, one the body and one the soul. When we think we are on our own, the prophet reminds us we are not. The strong and determined words of the prophet demand we remember. God says, remember, remember who I am and who you are. Remember how deeply I love you and that I want you to do what is right. The people worshipped idols, and through the prophets, God called the people to repent. Turn away from your sin and your idols and worship the true living God. We still have idols today. We still abuse power. We still look away from injustice. We still try to save ourselves. But each week, we gather together to tell this story of God, to find ourselves in the story, and to remember we are not alone. We remember the God who got down in the dirt, took on flesh and bone and breath. We remember the God whose bread nourishes our bodies, whose word nourishes our souls. We reorient our lives in communion with the one who did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hear the word and share the meal and are sustained by it in the world that needs our compassion and companionship and every last morsel we have to share. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for the ways that you sustain us, the way you sustain our bodies and our spirits. We pray that we would be sustained not only for our own sakes, but for the sake of the world, that we would share that word, that meal, that fellowship with others who need your sustenance. Strengthen us to do so with this holy meal. Amen.